Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 110, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, and we are just about finished with our 22nd week of God's Big Story. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Well, good afternoon, Marvin. So, are you ready for today's quiz? Oh, I am, Dave. I've been listening extra hard this week, so I am feeling good. Let's do this, Dave. Jingle, please! What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday. The Friday Quiz Show. Yeah, it's the Friday Quiz Show. Hi, guys. It's great to be back again. Well, it's good to see you too, Gary. And I think we are all ready for this week's quiz. Okay, let's get right to it then. Here we go. Question one from this week's readings. How was King David's son, Absalom, captured and killed? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, okay. I think I've got that one too. Question two. David went to bed with another man's wife and then had that man killed in battle. What was the name of that man? Okay, yep, yep. I know that one. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, then. Here's our last question. In how many books of the Bible is Moses mentioned? Oh, okay. 66 books altogether. Okay. Okay, I have my guess. Yeah, me too. Great. Let's see how you did. Question one. What happened to Absalom? His hair got stuck in a bush. Yep, that's what I said too. He was left hanging by his hair from a tree. Yep, that's right. Okay, question two. What was the name of the man David had killed after stealing his wife? That was Uriah the Hittite. Yeah, yeah, I just put Uriah. That's right. Okay, last question. How many books of the Bible mention Moses? Okay, well, I thought maybe somewhere about a third of them. So, well, I went for 25. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I went for half of them. So I said 33. The correct answer is 32 books of the Bible mention Moses. Marvin wins. Hooray! (laughs) Seven all, Dave. Let's get that up on the scoreboard quick. Good work, Marvin. And thank you, Gary. That was a good question. No problem. Hey, I'll see you guys next Friday. Bye, Gary. Okay, Marvin. Well, congratulations. But, well, we had better get to today's reading. Oh, yeah, sure thing. Okay, now, I don't know if you remember, but when God made his covenant with David... Oh, yeah, yeah, when he promised a king who would reign forever. Yeah, that's right. When he made that promise, he told David that he did not want him to build his temple in Jerusalem. And he said that that would be his son's job. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's Solomon, right? That's right. Now, we're going to skip a few chapters where we read about how Solomon built the temple and all the things that were going to be put inside it. But now it's ready, and it's time for the Ark of the Covenant to be put in the Holy of Holies, God's special place right in the middle of the temple. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Deirdre. Oh, great. Hi, Deirdre. Hello, everyone. Today's reading is 1 Kings chapter 8, and we're reading verses 1 to 21. Then King Solomon sent for the elders of Israel. He told them to come to him in Jerusalem. They included all the leaders of the tribes, 
they also included the chiefs of the families of Israel. Solomon wanted them to bring up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Zion. Zion was the city of David. All the Israelites came together to where King Solomon was. It was at the time of the Feast of Booths. The feast was held in the month of Ethanim. That's the seventh month. All the elders of Israel arrived. Then the priests picked up the Ark and carried it. They brought up the Ark of the Lord. They also brought up the tent of meeting and all the sacred things in the tent. The priests and Levites carried everything up. The entire community of Israel had gathered around King Solomon. All of them were in front of the ark. They sacrificed huge numbers of sheep and cattle. There were so many animals that they couldn't be recorded. In fact, they couldn't even be counted. The priests brought the ark of the Lord's covenant law to its place in the most holy room of the temple. They put it under the wings of the cherubim. The wings were spread out over the place where the ark was. They covered the ark. They also covered the poles used to carry it. The poles were very long. Their ends could be seen from the holy room in front of the most holy room. But they couldn't be seen from outside the holy room. They are still there to this day. There wasn't anything in the ark except the two stone tablets. Moses had placed them in at Mount Horeb. That's where the Lord had made a covenant with the Israelites. They made it after they came out of Egypt. The priests left the holy room. Then the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priests couldn't do their work because of it. That's because the glory of the Lord filled his temple. Then Solomon said, Lord, you have said you will live in a dark cloud. As you can see, I've built a beautiful temple for you. You can live in it forever. The whole community of Israel was standing there. The king turned around and gave them his blessing. Then he said, I praise the Lord. He is the God of Israel. With his own mouth, he made a promise to my father David. With his own powerful hand, he made it come true. He said, I brought my people Israel out of Egypt. Ever since, I haven't chosen a city in any tribe of Israel where a temple could be built for my name. But I have chosen David to rule over my people Israel. With all his heart, my father David wanted to build a temple. He wanted to do it so the Lord could put his name there. The Lord is the God of Israel. But the Lord spoke to my father David. He said, With all your heart you wanted to build a temple for my name. It is good that you wanted to do that. But you will not build the temple. Instead, your son will build the temple for my name. He is your own flesh and blood. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I've become the next king after my father David. Now I'm sitting on the throne of Israel. That's exactly what the Lord promised would happen. I've built his temple where the Lord will put his name. He is the God of Israel. I've provided a place for the ark there. The tablets of the Lord's covenant law are inside it. He made that covenant with our people of long ago. He made it when he brought them out of Egypt. Thanks, Deirdre. So, Marvin, at this point in God's big story, God's place on earth is no longer in a tent. It's now in this magnificent temple that Solomon built. 
Yeah, yeah they've, we've talked about this before, and I get that God's special place is the Holy of Holies in the temple, but don't we also say that God is everywhere? Oh, well, yes, here comes the professor. It's Professor Westminster. 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 Summer, springtime, it's Professor Westminster. Someone you can always pull. Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Professor. Yes, I just heard Marvin's question. Yes, Marvin, God is everywhere. Back on day 28 of the podcast, we learned the big word for that. He is omnipresent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Omnipresent. So, yes, God is always omnipresent, but sometimes he is present in one spot in a very special way. So, when he appeared to Abraham as the flaming pot, well, he was still everywhere else, too. Then he passed in front of Moses, so Moses could see his back. Yeah, he was still everywhere else as well. So, the answer to your question is both. God is always omnipresent, but sometimes, in some places, he is there in a very special way. Yeah? <laughs> okay, yeah. So yes, Marvin, God's glory fills the temple in that special way. And the priests and everyone else can't go near it for a while. Yeah, kind of sounds a bit scary. You have this big building and suddenly there's this great big cloud and you know that God is in there? Yeah, it really does. And look, I know we've talked about this lots of times before, but these things we read about in the Old Testament of this scary, powerful God that people have to keep away from, whenever we read or listen to those passages, it should make us so grateful that that scary, powerful God loves us so much and sent Jesus to die so that we don't have to fear him and keep away from his holy space. Our sin can be washed away. And the picture changes from this scary, powerful God that we can't go near to, to a God who is still scary, powerful, he hasn't changed, but he comes and he throws his arms around us and he makes us his children. Okay, yeah. Okay, boys and girls, so once again, thank God that we don't have to keep away from him, but because of Jesus, we can be made his beloved children. And, well, that's really all we've got time for this week, so we will say goodbye and we will be back next week for week 23. Okay, yeah. Well, bye, everyone. See you next week. Have a good weekend. Goodbye. We'll see you then. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and John.